Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This episode of Play the Bay is brought to you by Believe and BetOnline.ag. The month of June is heating up with a ton of exciting sports action, and BetOnline is where you can find it. From basketball and hockey playoffs to baseball's marquee matchups, including prop bets and features, BetOnline has the latest odds, news, and information for all your online sports betting needs. Visit the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So before the next tip-off, face-off, or pitch, head on over to BetOnline and start playing today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. And now, play the bay. From Channel Side Drive, where Lord Stanley Cup rests. Time kicks down the Lightning with the Stanley Cup. Travel across the bridge to St. Pete to find our American League champs. And the Tampa Bay Rays have just won the American League pennant. And get ready to fire the cannons. Blob pass toward the end zone. Gronkowski makes the catch. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. What a great grab by Gronk. Because it's time for another episode of Play the Bay. Play the Bay. Welcome back to Play the Bay, presented by Believe Podcast Network and Three Daughters Brewing. I don't know why, but it feels like a long time since I've seen you guys. Yeah. Does it feel like that? It does. It feel feels like that. that. I don't know yeah. why, but it feels like when you jumped on the stream, Evan, I feel like I hadn't talked to you in a month. <laughs> Maybe it's because a lot of stuff has happened over the... I don't know. Weird. Well, because remember, we were used to doing like like one or more shows per week with the old show. And then yeah. when you had beauty in the cleats and now it, now it's just like, you know, we're, we're, we're still, we're still podcasters on the, on the shows, but we just, you know, talk from time to time. So we just space it out a little bit. You yeah. know, I think, I think, I think also too, when, when football gets geared oh, up yeah. again, we'll be, we'll be doing more shows. So I mean, yeah. it's, you know, it's, it's yeah. like, that. it's all good though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What are you guys drinking tonight? <clears throat> I'm going with not- um, Old Smoky here. <clears throat> my great little uh, tumbler, wow. and uh, we're a little uh, we're a little uh, lightning lightning pre drink. So we have a little uh, what do we do? Mountain Dew uh, Zero and um, melon and a uh, little bit of a uh, uh, vodka. So yeah, wow, that's really inventive. I would have never put those when things. When you're somebody else's house, you just use uh, what you got and you just take everything you need. That's I- great. I am not drinking anything right now. Uh, I am drinking wow. water, maybe, but I will be like having a cocktail or two later when the uh, the bolts game comes on at, at eight o'clock. But I, I mean, I maybe it's because I, I had a fewer beers last night at the game. Okay, so kind of like kind of spacing it out. So yeah, was there another game with the Tampa sports team somewhere <laughs> yesterday? There was. Yeah, yeah, there was a game last Shut night. Up. Yeah, there was. There's a there was a there was a baseball game last night at, at Tropicana Field. Yeah, there was. There was. Hey. And it was and it was five dollar beer night. Five dollar Budweisers and Bud Light last night. Wow, so now you're talking my language. But five dollars. Yeah. I guess at a stadium, that makes sense. I was going to say $5 for Bud Light seems pretty standard, but I guess at a stadium where they're usually like 8 or 9 or $10? Well, so my my buddy who's here from Virginia, we went to the game last night because he's he's from here, so he's a Rays fan too. And, you know, we, 
brought him on a good night. It's $5 Budweiser's and Bud Light. And we went up to, to, to get a couple of beers and he looked at the menu. He's like, what in the world are you, are you kidding? I'm like, what are you talking about? I was like, he's looking at the actual like premium, like domestic drafts, premium imports. And you had like $11 or $13. And I, and I am, I'm actually seeing people buy like IPAs and, uh, no. and Co- like Coors Light is regular price. It's not $5. It's only, it's only Budweiser and Bud Light. And I'm seeing people not taking advantage of this promo. And it, I'm like, well, you know what? I'm going to save some money and buy some $5 beers. I'm not going to go ham and like, you know, pay 11 or $13 for some 16 ounce beer where I can get $5 for a Bud, or Bud. Like I don't really drink Budweiser and Bud Light a lot, but when it's five bucks, yeah, I'm definitely going to take advantage of that promo. I don't think I've ever had a Budweiser in my entire life. Like a Budweiser, not a Bud Light, but like a Budweiser. I don't think I've ever had one. Budweiser, it's uh, it's an it's a bolder taste. Yeah. So I mean, I, not, I don't you're not missing much. Is yeah, that, you're not, yeah. Life, I, I figured I wasn't. No, obviously not to knock a potential Budweiser sponsorship down the road. It's a sure. great crisp beer. Yeah. I, I like Bud Light. Yeah. I also like the Bud Light Seltzers. Um, we were the XFL was sponsored by Bud Light Seltzers. We had the seltzer celebrations in the locker rooms. That was pretty cool. Go. And those are actually pretty good. But I I just have never had it. I don't know why. Like no one ever just buys Budweiser. It's kind of a rare product yeah. to have in your fridge. You're not missing much. And to be honest with you, it can't hold a candle to three daughters brewing. No, it can't. Uh, very much. Can't. It totally cannot really hold a candle to that brewing company. So but yeah, yeah man, it was it was a good time last night. What's the stadium? Is it the Dodgers stadium that like all of their mm-hmm. concessions are reasonably priced? I think it is Dodgers stadium. They have like everything is just reasonably priced. I, I think I think it is Dodger Stadium because I, I remember seeing something where like beers are like five, six bucks. And that's even for like the big boys. And then like foods like I, w- I wish more stadiums would take, you know, a queue of L.A. It's like in L.A. is like one of the most expensive cities in all of America. But their stadium is like reasonably priced. Yeah. So. I mean, if I knew I could go to the stadium and buy reasonably priced food, I would just wait and eat there. But instead, if, if yeah. I know that I'm going to have to spend a hundred plus dollars on food and drinks, I'm like, I'll just tailgate and call it a day and not buy anything at the stadium. So I feel like they would be smart to incorporate that method. But I mean. so I, I did something I did. I, so we got there and I was like, you know, maybe, maybe I'll start off with like a Jack and Coke. So I ordered a Jack and Coke double tall. And when I got my bill, I had one drink. And when I got my bill, I almost threw up in my mouth how much it was. I was was like, it was it $24? Yeah. Well, Close. Right yeah. on the nose. Right on the nose, Kaylee. Good job. Yeah, wow. 24. I, and I looked at it. And I'm like, I still got a tip. I was like, are you kidding me? Yeah. It's yeah. well, so, a $30 drink. You're going to love it. Well, I got a souvenir <laughs> cup. So, I mean, that's oh, okay. Uh, you know, it was a souvenir mason jar when I was like, well, you know what? I guess it justifies the cost $24 for a cocktail with a souvenir mason jar as my cup. So I guess that's okay. That'll you go know with another eight you have in the uh, right. <laughs> right. You, exactly. you know what I do with my souvenir cups? I, I bathe my dog with them. Like I have Buccaneers. Yeah. I have those big Bucks cups where it has like a certain player and then the schedule on it. And that's like my go-to dog bath cup. Mm. I use them as either like change change jars or like uh, you know if I need to go outside and and use a cup for weeds maybe I'll use them like oh, that. Oh, makes sense. Makes there sense. You, go. you know. So. All right. Well, I guess let's let's dive into the Rays. Um, they played the Red Sox. Obviously, lost nine to five yeah. in eleven innings. 
Uh, I mean, do we want to start with the loss and then get to Wander Franco? I know you guys have a little potential debate, but I guess, I guess oh, so. no. Let's start. Let's start just with the loss, okay? Because they okay. lost obviously their hold over the AL East. Um, yeah. Now, I, I'd love to know because we did talk about injuries and how this might set them back. But what what is what's going on? What's the deal? It's it's pitching, which. You know, you can't you can't really say, oh, it's all because Tyler Glass now is not there anymore. It's right. like, and it's it's been pitching, it's, and it's especially been pitching in the back half of of the rotate, not the rotation, but like when they bring in the relievers and stuff too. And that's seven. Now they're at seven games for a losing streak, and yeah, you know, they always play. They don't play well on the West Coast. It's usually they have trouble against Oakland or they have trouble against Seattle. And this time it was Seattle, and you know. You would think coming back in the town, you've got the number one prospect of all baseball coming to help you out, and you're going to be playing for you know the AL East number one spot for this point in time and in, in, in the season, and you you think everything would be all hunky dory. Which honestly, it was. You know, I went last night. It was it was a great game. It was it was electric throughout the whole stadium when Wander came out, and and I was really impressed with the amount of Rays fans that were there. Like everybody was just. I mean, it was. It was. It came to the point where Red Sox fans, and I tweeted this out today, were actually tolerable. Like they were fun to really kind of joke around with and hang out with. And, and usually, it's not. They're usually a bunch of a holes. Which you know, there were a couple fights in the stadium, and they they kicked some people out. But the ones that are around us were <laughs> were actually pretty cool. I was like, all right, you know, you and I said to a couple, I'm like, you know, usually you guys are a holes, but you're actually kind of nice this time. So, um, but yeah, it's, it's the pitching all together. There's been some mental mistakes too on the base pass. Like last night, like Yandy Diaz tried to leg out a triple and got caught. It's like, like, bro, you're, yeah. It's like, bro. Yeah. yeah, It's like, bro, you're not fast enough. You're not, you're not Kevin Kiermaier fast to, to leg out a triple like that. So, you know, and it's, they haven't, they haven't lost by a lot. They've been losing close games and those close games have been decided by one or two runs. And it's mostly because of pitching and, you know, you know, they're losing right now one nothing. So, you know, for all the people on, on the Twitter were saying, oh, that needs to be blown up. And like, there's actually people saying the team needs to be blown up. Their cash needs to be fired. It's like, you know, you come on, guys. Like, it's, you know, every team hits a rough patch before they get back on the horse again. But oh, it's yeah. it, in. No, I, I was going to say, you know, before Chip, you know, I, it we're getting into those months where. You know, it. This is where the dog days of summer happen. Where you know the you know the pitchers are starting to get gassed. They're gonna be overworked, and you know that's that's a, a thing with the Rays. Is time and time again, their their pitchers are getting overworked. So you know it it, it comes to my. I, mean, I talked about this maybe a week or two ago. What are the Rays gonna do at the trade dead trade deadline? Because now Glass now's timetable is is bumped up. This he's on the sixty day IL to make room. But they don't know really. How, he hasn't. He hasn't thrown off the mound yet. He hasn't done any of, any of that. So, you know, what are the Rays? Are the Rays going to be buyers? Are they going to be going after a frontline starter? Which there's a lot of teams that are in the in the in last place right now that they could possibly go after to help out in the rotation. So it's that's the main thing. And and runners and and runners in scoring position too. They I think they were three for seventeen last night. Which that's that's gonna kill you, man. Especially in close games where you guys can't have you can't get runners across the home base. And they had plenty of chances last night to take the lead and win the game, and they didn't do it. Well, I mean, that, those are all the <laughs> points wrapped up in <laughs> really. so, pitching. Yeah, we uh, we lost our number one guy. Uh, that was the one spot I think the Rays kind of felt 
more solidified. They knew that Glasnow had to step up. Now he did, and he was doing great, um, obviously, before the injury. So now you take the one stable spot that the organization and that the players knew was going to be a good area for them, and now you shake it up. Uh, you know, and I still think that kind of what kind of what Al Bushman said, there's veteran leadership here. Um, you know, Rich Hill, a couple of the other guys, obviously, uh, are going to have to step up. But what he said about the trade deadline, and we talked about this last show, you got to kind of make a decision. As, as, as you can see, the Rays are making decisions to bring rookies up right now. They're trying to build some momentum with more run support, and they realize that pitching uh, is going to be something that might be lacking. So um, kudos, I think, to the organization, obviously, to say, hey, we need to make changes. If that's bringing up the number one major league prospect and Wander, he obviously provided some great offense to get us back and, you know, tied uh, when it was tied. I think it was the sixth or the seventh, um, five, five, when he hit that curveball for a three run homer. Um, but definitely, I think if you're the Rays and you're staying within a, a, a breath of the Red Sox, you need to think about making a move. And we've discussed it before. The Rays have one of the best farm systems in the major leagues. So, I mean, you do have some ammunition to go out and, and see what you can shop for, uh, you know, go out, look at a frontline starter and just weigh your options. The Rays are in this spot right now because they're a small market team and they build their farm system and they bring guys up and they build from within teams like the Yankees and teams like the Red Sox usually will shop the higher price free agents because they can afford them. So, don't right now it's too early you're before the all-star break let's not mortgage don't give away the top three prospects in our system or don't you know don't go haywire trying to get a frontline starter i think you take a break you understand the all-star break is coming you see where you end up and like last night and i think it, it speaks volumes to the red sox fans last night was really a great game i mean it was, it was a great game back and forth um the rays like you said al bushman had a great opportunity with stranding base runners and just made some plays that they just made some mistakes. And I think they could have won that game in an earlier fashion. Uh, and when you get so deep into your, into your pitching staff, uh, I fell asleep in like the ninth, I think, and it went to the 11th. So they probably needed <coughs> another pitcher. I think there were six or seven uh, pitchers used, which no staff can take that and stay, you know, in a series with a team like Boston when you're already thin, you already have injuries to Archer, Glasnow. I mean, there's a lot of other people that are hurt. So um, pitching will be the number one thing you will address going into the all-star break. But don't don't mortgage the future and change the window of your championship you know, season because that's the Rays are strong in. And, and we don't need to sacrifice that right now. Before we get into the Wander Franco stuff, uh, yeah. I had an enjoyable time last night. I got two pretzels last night. Both Ooh. big baller. Both. Both with cheese. I was oh. so happy. Both with okay. cheese. This time. <clears throat> um, you know, going back to the crowd and the Red Sox fans, it was, you know, our guy, you know, it, where I was sitting at was in the outfield and in, in, in left field. And there's a bunch of there's huge, you know, kind of like area of race fans that was right behind me. And they were just, they were getting mouthy. I mean, they were heckling and heckling Hunter Renfro and, and Renfro hits a three run shot to take the lead. Yep. <clears throat> and then they kept saying, the same group of guys were just chanting, Renfro sucks. I'm like, guys, <laughs> shut up. He just hit a three-run shot. That's why. That Don't say that anymore. That, that's it's those $5 just, Bud Lights. They're I just guess so. <laughs> I guess. 
I guess so. But it was it was uh, it was a good like you know having having Franco come up. It made the the atmosphere electric. Like it was just so much hype for this kid to come up. Mm-hmm. And then have him be there. Like, you know, it was standing ovations when he hit the three run yeah. shot. I, I thought the chop was going to explode. And, I, and there was a guy in front of me who was a Red Sox fan. Uh, and Chip, you'll you'll um, you'll appreciate this. I told the guys, like, yeah. look, I need a Jason Hayward type debut moment. You remember when Jason Hayward hit that that oh, yeah. bomb when he was a rookie? Oh, and sure yeah. enough, next pitch. Franco hits that Jason Hayward type moment. And the guy looked back and he goes, he called it, man. I'm like, Hey, it, it, it was bound to happen, but you know, it, it's, it's too bad. They lost the game last night to kind of spoil his debut. But um, you know, I think this kid is, is going to be as, and I know you're going to disagree with me. This kid is, <laughs> he's, he's got the potential to be a superstar in this league. If he keeps, yeah. you know, keeps playing like he's playing and the guy's got an MLB logo tattooed on his neck. So he wants to be a superstar in this league, and the, the I think uh, what they the guy the kid quit school when he was six years old in the, in the Dominican Republic and has just been playing baseball. Like, I mean, if that's a kid that's not going to be a superstar in this league, I don't know what it is. So, I mean, Chip, of course, you can disagree with me right now if you want to. Well, no, no, and now I think, <laughs> and and let me let everybody in before the show got started. I kind of said, oh, I look at all the numbers and all. Oh, no, this is not to take away from Wander Franco because he was the number one, you know, prospect in, in Major League Baseball. And he did and he came up and he's great. And I think the one thing that sports has taught me and Jason Hayward, Jeff Francoeur, Atlanta's had a lot of young guys with a lot of young talent that stay in their farm system, come up and do amazing in their first season, maybe two seasons. And then everything adapts. Major League, NFL, both those two sports, I think, are a lot more talent um, uh, jumping. So NBA, if you can shoot a basketball, you can shoot it anywhere. Uh, major League, <laughs> minor leagues, you know, you see guys, guys aren't throwing the types of breaking balls, sliders, things that you see in the major leagues. Pitchers are more explosive. Everything is faster, greater break. So – those sports catch on and you have to adjust. Now, as we've seen, many players in the NFL and MLB can come out in rookie years and everybody is confused because they don't see them on a regular basis. So not taking anything away from Wander. Uh, from yeah, Wander. you're definitely He's taking something away. Huh? So you're definitely taking something a little bit away from you know what? And I, I will say this. Great I think, first night, but dude, do it for your entire career. Exactly. Like Jason Hayward, he was a flame out. He left right. Atlanta after, you know, six years. I will say this to, oh. to, to Wander. I would maybe not roll up to the trop in a Rolls Royce next time because that's yeah, just I mean, tad bit flashy. <laughs> you haven't really done anything yet in the bigs yet, bro. Don't roll it up like Willie Mays Hayes in a, in a yeah. Rolls Royce. Like you're the big man on campus yet, bro. But I mean, you know, I I think the I think the Rays have also been looking for, <clears throat> you know, something like this to come around because they haven't had one of their their prospect or you know in their farm system be a huge name. Like he's the number one guy in all of baseball and prospects. And you know, there hasn't been a while since there was a, a rookie coming up on the teams. I would say since Evan Longoria, where there was a lot of buzz around a prospect coming up and possibly making a difference to this team. And honestly, I think, and, and probably not this, you know, maybe this could be a hot take, but, you know, I think his debut and maybe his 
career may be a little bit better and more electrifying than Evan Longoria because there's so much hype against this kid. Well, I mean, Evan, you and I both know this guy's not signing uh, I know. another deal with the Rays. They can't afford him. No, of course so, not. I mean, he, this, one this, deal, one contract, and he's probably gone. He might even be gone before. Right. No, I totally agree with you. So, yeah. Kaylee, I want, oh, I, want, I, I want your thoughts on the number yes. one prospect in all I like baseball him. now. You like him? Okay. I like him. I like him. He pointed to his dad during the yeah. home run. I just – I like his confidence. I think there's something to be said about your point to do it your whole career, but I do think that there's also something to be said about someone who is 20 years old, like you said, has spent his whole life preparing for this, quite literally. Not the same way American athletes spend their whole lives preparing for this, but in a whole nother yeah. – level of a way and then you come up you're poised you have confidence i i love that like i i I don't necessarily subscribe to the belief that you have to prove yourself to have confidence because i do think that confidence precedes proving yourself in a lot of ways and i think a lot of rookies make that mistake of second guessing or having a bad game and letting it really impact games after that you know you see that across all sports where a rookie comes out makes a mistake and then they're not really able to get out of that funk for a long time and so i think for him to come out with confidence and to show that he's poised he's ready he's you know able to accomplish something i mean he became you know he set a bunch of records the youngest player in their debut to do a million things and that's that's really important for him right because yeah. that proves everything that everyone has said about him what cash has said about him what fans have said about him and the organization as a whole but then it proves something to himself that he is that caliber of player. And it, like you said, they can't afford him, especially now, because he definitely has upped his price tag and upped his value. So I think um, it'll be short-lived time in Tampa, but he's fun to watch. And I think that's the important part, especially in 2021 and the MLB. I think it's important that they find people and capitalize on people who are fun to watch with confidence and can play up a crowd, which he clearly can. So he I like him. He was fun to watch last night. I mean, the kid's got yeah. some some play discipline too. I mean, he's he's gonna be uh, something some special to mm-hmm. watch. This I only so, yeah. hope he continues to grow. And Kaylee, you hit the nail on the head. There are some players that go up and hit their first slump and never find their way out. Right. Chuck Knoblock was a guy who went out and couldn't throw a ball from second base to first base. You've seen pitchers that go out and. Rick Ankeel was a pitcher in the postseason for the St. Louis Cardinals who was a great pitcher and then all of a sudden had yep. a couple of bad games and then went moved to center field because he could not pitch a baseball from the mound to home plate. So baseball is a really big head game. The first time you see him go through adversity, I think you mark as a player what happens. You know, Can you get back to that spot where you relax? So this obviously – Great game number one of his entire career for Wander Franco. We're going to see how it goes through. Pump the brake. Twitter went nuts. Now, granted, you get caught in the excitement. I mean, some of the stuff that was going on, I was like, wow, guys, they got second coming to Babe Ruth. <laughs> play, play well, wow, yeah, you need to pump the brake. Everybody calm awesome. down on that. You know, yeah. just and let him enjoy it and just, do get out there and have fun and just always keep doing that and you'll do fun. Yeah. I think. Agreed. Not that I have major league experience or anything, but that's what I think. We're all we're all just uh we're all what's it called? Like Talk, talking heads. Sunday morning is Monday morning quarterbacking. Sunday morning quarterback or Monday morning quarterback. Whatever your quarterback plays. That's us. It's easy to sit in our homes <laughs> on a mic. Exactly. 
and talk about. Hey, I, I'm a manager in my fantasy football league. I know what I'm talking about most of the time. Okay? <laughs> I know how to manage a team. All right. Jeez. I love that for you. Okay. Well, do you have any base, anything else baseball before we move to the lightning? Uh, yeah. The Rays are up uh, two to one right now. Austin Meadows hit a two run shot, which included he was over Wander, Wander, Wander Franco is what was one of the runs that he hit in. So yeah. Good. Cool. Love so, that. All right, let's talk some lightning hockey. Obviously, last night's game was a, a wash. It was, you know, they beat the Islanders eight to zero. Um, and you beat know, the Islanders. They just straight up bitched, demolished, yeah. destroyed, destruction. All of the, uh, yes, all of the all of the verbs you can prescribe to that performance. Every, every time they <laughs> scored, in the as the count kept going up. It just became comical. I stepped away for like five seconds. I looked back at the TV. They scored again. And my wife was in bed. She goes, and I go, hey, they just scored again. She's like, what is that, eight now? I'm like, yeah, it's eight now. She's like, are you even going to watch this still? I'm like, yeah, of course. It's a New York team that they're beating. Why not? Come on. It's hard to recap this game because I'm like, what do you, What even can we say? Like it was <laughs> Everybody complete, and their brother scored. <laughs> correct. It was a completely dominant performance. They just knew. It, yeah, I mean, what can you even say? I don't know. Even guys that were like on the bench scored. That's how like of a bitch well, slap to to Islanders and were. Oh, I love it. I get too excited. A lot of those goals were putting them on net. They were ricochets off Islander players. There were players in the area. So let's not. I mean, I'm this this game coming up tonight in 20 minutes. The Islanders, if you can hold on the first period, I think if you need to go out and score first tonight. Because it is going to be rocking up in yes. New York, dude. They're going to be bringing the kitchen sink tonight. So don't be flat this game at all. Don't do it. If the lightning come out and and are passing good, that's where they're going to be fine. Like the 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 line and the line changes too. If they're passing, if they're getting their their setups like they did the other night, it's going to be. I would say a very. If they're up two two nil. By the second intermission, I, you can see that's a wrap, bro. It, it's a, it's even three nothing. It's a wrap. I mean, wow. It was so it was so nice just to see the reaction at uh, Frankie's. You know, the Frankie from uh, Barstool, his his pizzeria. Yeah. Like, they did a live stream. It was so nice to see so many Islander fans just be. You could hear a pin drop in that pizzeria. It was it was that quiet in there. It was so nice. Everybody was just ripping in the stretch threads on on Twitter about his team and how much uh, they sucked that night. And I, and I was one of them too. It was it was funny as hell. I loved well, it. the Islanders were pinching their defense up a lot, which gave the Lightning some free breakaways back behind the line. And I mean, they the first power play unit got going. I think they were two for nine before that, and they yeah. I think they ended up scoring three. Stammer first time I think he had scored two. Maybe two goals, but I don't think he's ever had a hat trick before, which I was hoping for in that game. But Tyler um, Johnson was the has been the only one that has uh, a hat trick in the playoffs. Tyler Johnson. Yeah. So, yeah. so I don't know. Huge game. Obviously, we need to close it out. If it gets to game seven, uh, I might be on the stairway at Amley, uh, you know, doing what I have to. To oh, go. dude. We're we're all going to Game Seven if we come <laughs> back in the town. We're all we're going to do a show outside. Of the I mean, <laughs> Kaylee, what, what do you think Friday, is the so. keys to success tonight for the, for the Bolts? Uh, I think Chip said it. It's getting started early. They did a good job of that yeah. yesterday. Obviously, they were up three <laughs> zero after twenty minutes. So I think 
that's that's the key and and capitalizing on mistakes and we saw them do that and they were able to control the possession time which i think is also very important um when you look at the islanders they just weren't able to really control possession enough to even make really any any moves so i think that's important it's just controlling the narrative controlling what happens giving the islanders less time to make plays and just getting getting started early because i think we've that's been the name of the game for them through the entire postseason so far. And we keep saying it during every series because that's really the only time that they beat themselves is just getting off slow and looking stale right away um, in the game. And so I think that's, that's the key getting started, being aggressive and controlling possession time. Okay. Yeah. The Islanders made a lot of undisciplined errors, errors they usually don't make. And so I think that'll be cleaned up uh, tonight. And I think, like I said, the hitting, everything that you saw towards the end of that game from the Islanders, as far as getting chippy and, and you know, you're going to see that in the first period immediately. And what the Lightning are going to have to do is stay composed and not, we can't have any sloppy turnovers on the defensive <laughs> side, can't leave it in our zone. I mean, just carry the energy that you have and know that if you can hold everything out through the first period, I think the Lightning can match. Now, if the Islanders come out and score, very quickly we've shown as a team we have the ability to climb out but we're just not good climbers uh if the goal if they get a goal or two now we'll have to see what happens but i think whoever scores first probably wins this game okay i can i can respect that's my take okay i can respect you think they they think they close it out tonight though yes i mean i think they do but I don't know. Games like that, games like what happened on Monday, I want to shake Coop and I'll get all the guys and just choke him and be like, what's wrong with you? Why are we in game six? We shouldn't be here. This series should have been over. But no, you got to sell more tickets and sell more lightning hats. You know, look at Evan. He's going to get a new one after this game. So, you know. Hey, I got this jersey at TJ Maxx, all right? Well, <laughs> Hey, and I've got, I got my Be the Thunder on. There you I'm go. Doing it. No? Love that. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> got that. So we'll see. Hopefully, uh, you know, stuff happens. Hopefully, it's good. We yeah. won't. We won't do predictions because we don't do that. We don't do that on this show. But I show. Know, no. do we want to do a? Who would you rather play in the finals? I don't care. I, do- I want Vegas. Okay. I I want Vegas because it was because it was supposed to be Vegas and uh, the Lightning last year, but then yep. you know, I want Vegas. That's what I want. I don't okay. want Vegas. You want Montreal? If you got, if want to be the best, you got to beat the best, Chip. I I, want Vegas. I understand that, and that's fine. That's perfect. It's great for movies. Coaches say it. Fine. Give me the easier path at the end of the year. That's all I want. Okay. Actually, actually, to beat the best, you got to beat the Lightning. So they have to beat themselves to get the cup. So. I don't know. I don't know where I'm. I don't know where I'm going with that. That's fine with me. I just want them to get past tonight. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Who do you who do you want, Kaylee? Um, I I don't know. I like the Golden Knights, so I think that would be a really fun series to watch. But yeah, in terms of repeating and winning the Stanley Cup, obviously I'd prefer Montreal. Montreal. So I think that's um yeah, it's it depends. Do you want a fun series to watch or do you want to have an easier path to, to the Stanley Cup? So I mean I to be fair, either way, um, I can see us easily repeating, so I'm not that concerned. 
but I do think those are the two, those are the two pathways. I mean, you could have like a fun path the easy way. I mean, you can have yeah. both. I mean, you know, fun, fun you easy You can, path. but like, I don't know. I guess like, I guess you can, right? But there's something about, okay, like the Super Bowl, for example, right? It's great to win the Super Bowl for you guys. But at the end of the day, it's kind of like, wouldn't it have been better to watch a Super Bowl and win it, but it was a good game, right? To say like, you beat the best version of the Kansas City Chiefs, because you guys definitely did not beat the best version of the Kansas City Chiefs. Like, I think that's, you can't even question that at this point. But wouldn't it have been more fun to come out and be like, that was a hard fought game. Love that Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs were at top tier and we still won and we are the best team in the NFL. Right? Yeah. Like it's I like say nice. No. Eh. I say no. Victory you know? is victory. Yeah. W is a W. Victory is victory. But if you're gonna win either way, wouldn't you want it to be like I just I hate wasting my time for four hours, four or five hours on the Super Bowl if it's gonna be like like the Patriots Rams, like that was I wanted to die right like it was just one of those situations where i'm like i don't want to watch this for five hours just to not see anything happen so like there were some fun moments but i'm like it wasn't a good game by any means so like eh. but it might just be like as a fan or as like a a non tampa bay fan talking but yeah i mean i mean we got the, we got the trophy a best example of like all pieces, all moving pieces. So, I mean, in hockey, you have multiple lines. I mean, yeah. in quarterback for the NFL, you have goalie. Those two positions are kind of fixed. You don't change them out, but you change offensive linemen, you change defensive linemen, you change a lot of other positions and pieces during a game. So both those sports are very interchangeable. Player injuries happen all the time. You have to make do or you have to go with someone that's less talented, but can still play. So I think those two sports are pretty similar where as a team, you don't care how you get there or what state your opponent is in. You beat them. You are the best. Doesn't matter if they're minus or plus or because injuries are a part of the game. And that's something that happens if you want it to or not. So as a player, you probably celebrate and cherish. You don't care if it's a lesser version or better version, but as, as a fan, I think you just want a victory because right. I've been on the Falcons side with the Patriots and we're not even going to talk about, we're not even going to say the Super Bowl or the score. We're not going to even go that deep, but we're just going to say that victories are important. Doesn't matter how you get them. Fair. Fair enough. Thank Fair. you. I don't want right. to go on the post-traumatic stress over here, so let's not do that. Fair. <laughs> we were all rooting for you guys, so yeah. it hurts everyone else just as much as it hurts you. Don't bring up bad memories. Do I remember I was out watching that game and we got this table. Cause you know, like for the Super Bowl and for major events, you can't just roll up to a restaurant. Like they sell tables even at yeah. like random restaurants, right? So we got a table and we were watching that, and I was just so confident that we were gonna watch the downfall of the pay. I was just I was there for it, right? I was so happy. And then the plan was to go out after and enjoy Super Bowl night. And I was like, no, I'm done. I'm going home. And they're like, these aren't even your teams. I'm like, I don't care. I'm going home. Not a fun time. I'm not having fun anymore. I'm done. So I feel you. Yeah. All right. We want to talk NFL news. I mean, I don't know what there's weird stuff going on. I mean, like the, the biggest thing would be, uh, Carl Nesbeth, I mean, coming out. Carl Nesbeth. Nassim. 
Nassim, I'm sorry, coming yeah. out. You know, that's, mm-hmm. that's that's pretty big news. Yeah, big news. Happy for him. Yeah. Yep. Number one selling jersey on a Fanatics currently. So good yes. for him. Very I, surprised by that, actually. You know, I think we're in a time where it's you're going to probably see more guys in the NFL come out. Yeah, I think I was thinking about that, too, because I think you look at the number of NFL athletes there are, and he's the first active NFL player to come out while being in the league and playing. And I think you you just have to think and I'm not I'm not saying like they're for for sure. There's guaranteed people in there that are part of the LGBTQ community. But at the same time, there probably are and there probably are other people who haven't come out yet or aren't accepting of that part of themselves so it's actually <clears throat> i respect him a lot because it's like not that i don't respect the people that came out after their career but i think that's a lot more of a courageous move because you still have to go to the locker room every day and you have to stand yeah. across the line against other players every week and you have to listen to fans talk about you and commentators talk about you every week so um yeah I'm, I, I'm here for I, it. I think this will have more of an impact than when Michael Sam yep. mm-hmm. came out before he came out prior to him being drafted. Cause now Correct. you've got a, an active action, an actual active player instead of a guy getting drafted or is retired where, <clears throat> you know, I think my, Michael Sam, what, how long ago was that? Maybe five, six years ago. Um, yeah. Somewhere in that ballpark. Yeah, so it, it was like a different time to now, which is funny how you say it's a different time, even though that was so kind of recently, but now I think in the time we're living at, it you're gonna see you'll see a ripple effect of more guys saying you know what if he's done it you know what fuck you know screw it i'm gonna come out too and 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 here i'm i'm, I'm gonna be i'm in the nfl and i'm gay and i'm you know I'm, it's, yeah. so i i think that's you know it takes some some big massive huevos to do, for him to do that especially yeah. with uh you know the locker room culture that you know the nfl has has been in nfl history where you know you kind of have to keep that hush hush in the locker room so yeah. Um, and there was so much player support. So, you know, congratulate mm-hmm. him. Congratulations to him for doing that. Takes huge, massive balls. To do that, yeah. And kudos to Derek Carr. I'll put that out there. Yeah. I think as someone who probably doesn't fundamentally align just based off of his faith, which he's been very open about and his mindset and his background. So I think for him to come out as, you know, the, perspective leader of that team um for all intents and purposes that was pretty important yeah for now and and i think that was pretty important for him to be supportive of that um but yeah i mean i think i think you're right and i think we are in a time where it just means more like it means more to have somebody who's playing in the nfl and is active say something about it and um yeah i think we're gonna see more of it happen but we're definitely not I mean, make no mistake, he'll still, he's going to get things said across the line. He's going to get things said on yeah. social media. I mean, I, I was reading the TikTok comments from his, um, from the NFL's post of his announcement and it bigotry and homophobia is still widespread in this country. So it is not. Well, those are just turds that are hiding behind yeah. the screen and everything. <laughs> yeah. Bef- well, bef- 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 oh, I want your take on this before we wrap it up because I know yeah, Kaylee's got to do. Well, I wanted to say that you know that there's people in their daily lives. The NFL is the largest sports media magnet. I mean, yeah. a magnet. They have the most eyes, the most ears, the most money. And there are people in their daily lives who watch the NFL and are into training camps and 
maybe, you know, guys who haven't come out or anybody that hasn't come out to their family, to their friends and having an athlete athlete that you look up to or that plays in the NFL or that, you know, says and comes out and has that courage and that strength, maybe give somebody, you know, that brief light or that brief moment of courage to unburden themselves and kind of get that out in the open. And that could, you know, potentially save a life or help somebody, you know, get something off their chest. So really important, courageous move by Carl. And like we said, we've seen widespread support uh, throughout the NFL and throughout a lot of other people. So it was good to see that. I, I think, I think also too, I think what, what a lot of people are waiting on is for like a superstar player to come out, you know, yeah. somebody like an OBJ or something like that. But um, I'm just kidding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> before, before we wrap out of here, uh, Tom Brady oh, and Mike Zunino just hit a two run shot. Make the of course he's always uh, Tom Brady was on the, that show on HBO that one produced by LeBron James. They're in the, the barbershop talking the stories, shop. the, the shop. shop. Yes. What team do you think he was referencing when they're, when he said they're sticking with that MF they got to be crazy. What team do you think they were, he was referencing? <laughs> I did not I, watch it. So I do not know. So he was for context. <laughs> he was talking about when he was getting recruited as free a free agent. agent. Um, okay. There's a lot of teams that, just didn't want to make the room. Right. And I yeah. guess he wanted to go somewhere and they were just kind of really reluctant to make the cap space for him and to make it work. And he said, you know, you're really going to stick with that guy. Um, really? <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I, I like the narrative. I don't want to say I like it cause whatever, but I like the narrative that it was about San Francisco um, <laughs> because I like the narrative that he knows exactly what they're dealing with and knows exactly the skill set you know, between, um, between those two quarterbacks. So he has a lot of experience with obviously everything they're going through as an offense and, and working with someone. And I like to think it's that I, but I don't want to, I don't know. I'm going to maybe, I want to say maybe Las Vegas. Mm. Maybe, <clears throat> maybe Las Vegas. Because yeah. I mean, there was a lot of talk for a while where, where Gruden didn't like Carr, and yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. so I don't know. There are only a handful of teams you know that could potentially afford him. Mm-hmm. True. Uh, so I mean, I don't know. It would be interesting, but I think the one thing, and uh, I saw something get released by the Buccaneers in social media or by the organization that's doing a back room video of their season last year, uh, and it was released on the team website today the premiere and i'm struggling with the name now but it shows tom brady in full football gear with ba and i think it's peyton manning that he's talking to have you guys seen this or heard this i haven't seen it i I think i know what you're talking about but i haven't seen it now i caught a very very five minute take this morning on uh total access nfl and uh, I have to go to the Buccaneers website. I did not get a chance to watch it today, but I think it's Tom Brady and Peyton Manning talking before the Super Bowl uh, with BA. And uh, it was a good little moment how two quarterbacks, two Hall of Fame quarterbacks on the biggest game of the year, especially obviously Tom Brady since he was playing, they were both <laughs> calm and able to have a normal conversation, just like going about their business. And uh, it was really cool. So, yeah. I'll have to check that out and bring it more uh, what it talked about. But yeah, it was a cool little uh, sneak peek into their season last year. Cool. 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 I love that. I love that kind of content. Um, oh yeah. 
access access content love it mm-hmm. love it mm-hmm. all right anything else before we wrap it up hopefully by by next okay. week uh we're we're talking about the lightning in the stanley cup final yet again so let's yeah. wrap it up tonight and let's head to the quest for the cup let's go bolts yep i'm so nervous i'm not gonna say anything i'm just gonna go watch and scream <laughs> that's fair. very loud have another adult beverage see if wander goes over for tonight and uh yeah. <laughs> God. all right just kidding <laughs> <laughs> you keep on hating. You keep on hating. No, no I hate, hate you. I hate you. I hate I'm you. I'm proud of you, young pup. Do it until you're old. Mm-hmm. Fair. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you to everyone who is tuning in. Make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Play the Bay TV. Subscribe YouTube and make sure to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple and Spotify. And we will catch you guys next week. Bye. Woo-hoo. Go balls. Presented by believe podcast network and bet online and three and three dollars thanks for listening to play the bay we'll be back again with another episode on the believe podcasting network if interested in advertising please contact believe.com Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.